Episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm Steve. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. And I'm Mike. And we're missing a Tom tonight. He's got a touch of the Nurgle, and uh, he's a bit of a slacker because I do too. I've been out of out of town partying, and I'm a little sick. And we'll talk about that later. Um, I do want to shout out to some of our new listeners we may have down in the states. Some of them in sunny SoCal. Woo-hoo. If you're listening, that's awesome. Good to have you back with us. Send us your weather. Yeah, that'd be cool. Please. Apparently, though, we sent... Uh, Not your New crippling York. droughts, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We'll, they can keep that part. I don't want that. It's Apparently, funny. we sent our weather to New York. I don't know if you guys saw I'm okay it. With it's that. like the coldest New York's been in forever. They got all of... We can have Canada. a little bit. We get it all year. Yeah, around. exactly. So, Colder than the ice caps? I think they're basically North Pole. The Earth has just shifted like 20 and some odd degrees, and it's now North... New York is the North Pole. Oh, I'm okay with that. That wouldn't be so bad. Um... So I guess we should move on to, well, we'll, we'll leave the best for last. This episode is going to be a bit oh, of a recap oh, for the yeah. best one. Of, of course, stuff. we always talk about Battletech last. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, if, you, if you've tuned in to listen to some of our LVO coverage, we'll have that at the end. Uh, we're going to leave, like I said, best for last. So we'll start with This Week in Hobby. And uh, since I've been out of the country oh, for two weeks, I've got nothing. Wait, oh, would wait, you, wait, would you consider, like, programming by the pools in Hawaii hobby stuff? No, I did no, fix our no. website and add a little bit <laughs> to it, uh, but I don't think that's that's a different hobby. We'll leave that out. So, Dan, actually, how about you? I actually realized I get to talk about BattleTech in the beginning of the episode because I actually painted some BattleTech. <laughs> uh, oh my god, Dan! Really? Did, I posted the picture to the picture. Yeah, I know you yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. No, we all saw it. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. And there's three more that are just shortly behind it in progress. So. I'll have a Lance of Wolf's Dragoons finally painted in the next couple days. Which other mechs are you finishing? It is, that Lance is a Raven, uh, Centurion, Trebuchet, and Catapult. So a bunch of LRM, like medium heavy mechs, and a Scout Spotter um, for the Raven. Nice. I'm going to pretend I know exactly what you mean, and, and nod. Approvingly. <laughs> Long range yes. missiles. I know LRM. Bra- bravo, good shot. I know that, bravo. but I I'm assuming a Lance is three. Four. A lance is four. four. Oh, four. see, there you go. I How about a star? How many is a star, Steve? Six. Incorrect. <laughs> Damn five. It. Five, because it's got five points for star. Oh, you can make a star with six? Come on, don't you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> a star is just a big orb, so one. Now I want to play, like, weird Hebrew battle tech. <laughs> oh, you went there. Six-pointed wow. stars. I knew somebody had to go there. <laughs> I gave you guys opportunity, and you wouldn't run with it. Yeah, oh, I'm going to take this one step farther. You can play with dreidels instead of dice. That, that could work. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool. Although rolling that many dreidels for, like, randomizing your LRM hit locations and stuff would be a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd be, like... <laughs> two, two points of damage here, and here, and here. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, cut, we've hit on a new game. <laughs> <laughs> so Malifo's got its cards, 40K's got its dice, and we'll have our own new game <laughs> that strictly uses dreidels. Okay, let's, I need to stop talking. Let's start a Kickstarter. So you painted Battletech. Anything else? Uh, not really for painting. I did, I think, a little bit of Star Wars-y stuff, but not much. I was working on... Um, I was actually doing a lot of, like, prep, boring, non-paint stuff, like putting uh, nylon spacers on my dowels so they don't rub all the paint <laughs> off and stuff. Oh, yeah, for the... Yeah, I know exactly. So I bought an entire Lowe's worth of uh, nylon washers, and that was not enough. <laughs> Dan oh was like, hurry, hurry up and go to like Lowe's and buy some washers. Before I, I was do. Like, I was like, what? Oh, that's actually really <laughs> smart, though. I like that idea, because those dials, it can become completely unreadable after like a couple games. Yeah, like it's just like a little nylon uh, nylon spacer, so it's half inch external diameter, 5 16th on the inside. Yeah, just a little. And you one, just put that in between the two. Yeah, so you just pop the two, pop the two halves of the uh, Which can be a nightmare. I, I, I know so some people that actually thing. laminate the, the, that one face. That's another way to do it, too. But the laminated plastic can still scratch too, right? Whereas if you have the space... No, not if it's stuck to the part that you want to read. Yeah, but the plastic can still scratch. Okay. Okay. The spacer just gives you a 1 32nd of an inch gap, so just it it doesn't rub. And uh, yeah, so I did 56 of those dials the other day. It was really, really a treat. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go no on that one. And um, then I found out that I need 16 more <laughs> plus ones for all the ships that are on the way because they're shipping like the next couple days. Villainy. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy. That I'm gonna buy nice. a second. Apparently, Lowe's. though, you might not get them on time with the Port Harbor issues. Right? Uh, they're already they're already arriving in stores. Good, good. They're good. off the boat. Yep. Yeah, there was some issues with I think the Harlequin releases on the West Coast. Yep, they're still uh, not here. Really? Yep. You're kidding me. So nope. how'd you get your solitaire? Oh no, that was the week before. How release. how did this progress to the stage? <laughs> so okay, I see well, the Harlequins <laughs> just have webway portal access. Come on, we okay, brought up the boat. I, will, I just told you. <laughs> I will I will leave my Harlequin talk show later because that's the other part of this episode that's really going to be awesome <laughs> for me. Um, and if we're going to talk about I think boats, it's, it's going to be LRM turn. boats. I mean, Ward's come on. Turn? Yeah, Ward. What did you do? I you kind of hobby. It's my turn. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm sorry. We gotta let Ward get in his pseudo hobby. I kind of hobby. I, I kind of hobby. I really set up Ward? my basement now enough that I actually feel happy and that I can now start gaming slash painting. So oh, that's if, what was keeping you behind. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say. So what were you doing like five years? <laughs> but. But I yeah, had you didn't know about no, no, no. five years ago, did no, you? No. He remember. Remember, he said specifically that he didn't have room in his place. There was too much clutter and stuff going on in that room. Yeah, that room was packed. That room wasn't was a bit got a bit going on in it. I'll give you some credit. I think this could be a new era in Ward's hobbying. Mm-hmm. We might see a single marine this year finished and painted. Are you willing to put money down? In no way am I willing to put money down. <laughs> I'm willing to put Ward's money down on it. I would, yeah, if Ward wants to bet me, I'd take that bet. <laughs> the oh, other way sorry. around. I'm sorry, Ward, okay, uh, you're getting your hobby room ready. Go ahead, yes, keep going. So, Go. so I finally finished all assembling all of the IKEA shelves, the painting desk is set up. Did you clean the mold lines <laughs> on the oh. IKEA furniture? I bet you there were mold lines too on the plastic parts. Did you look at them? He's gonna go home and look at it. I know. I'm he's gonna, gonna have go to go home now. <laughs> I can't be part of this podcast anymore. Oh, but uh, yeah. So no, I got that all done. I've got the gaming table set up. I've got everything kind of like tucked away. I've got a hanging system in the basement closet. So you can kill yourself <laughs> rather than paint a space marine. That's a little extreme, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've got I've got a unique system now to hang up like all the gaming mats that I'm getting from front. Yeah, and actually, you showed you showed pictures of the room. It looks pretty good, and I like the I like the system of all the the hanging fat mats. Yeah, so That's I'll smart. have I'll have uh, when the four by sixes come in, I'll have. We can play on room all the all the sceneries. Whoever comes over, they can like look at the tag and choose. Oh, I would like to game on this mat today. I have snow bases. We're playing on the snow mat. Done. I like that. That's smart. Easy. So. We can do that. That was okay. essentially the extent of my Now, can I lay down like my umpteenth challenge? Oh, yeah. Can you paint a miniature now? Please, mm-hmm. just one. Yeah, that's my game plan. Okay, by next podcast. Okay. Okay, a drop zone miniature. Let me... Oh. Drop zone miniature. Wow, okay. look at that. I, already, yeah. I, I accepted Mike's challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm painting this okay. by the weekend. Gotcha. All right. Let I'll shake on it. I'll shake, I'll we'll shake on it. Okay, what's so. the Everybody shaming? in Radio Land what, heard that shake. Yeah. What's the shaming if you don't get it done? Ooh, you have to lick a pigeon turd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> Only if you can find one right now. <laughs> I'm sure he's somewhere that's one. Uh, no, I think the shaming, if you get it done, is you have to reprime your model if you don't finish it. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's a ward. That. that is a wait, ward wait, wait. What if ward doesn't get past the priming? What's ward shaming? I think we just light it on prime. fire. <laughs> Just say it. Ward's not exactly wait, 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 You could go no, old Charlie no, McDennis this, and just obliterate the model. I have. Oh, I think Charlie McDennis would make sense. So, since you're painting uh, essentially like a drop ship, I will paint a drop ship equally. This is not a drop ship, but it's this is equivalent, equivalent as equivalent. well as a flyer. Shut up. It's equivalent, right? I can't it's remember bringing in. You need to bring your big. <laughs> what is its name, Mike? You have. Oh, uh, I don't have uh, any of the big ones. Son of a. You not a dream snare. No, uh, dream no, catcher. No. no, it's the it's the scorpion fly looking thing, the dr- dragon. It's I, I want to say dragon, but I'm, I can't remember the exact name of the it. The dream dragon. The Drake. <laughs> Hell Drake. Fire Drake. Fire Drake. Huff Fire the Drake. Magic dragon. Yeah. I, I have a Shaltari Drake thing. I'm gonna paint <laughs> that I'm. 
that you that, promised me about six months ago that you were going to I can't play? remember the name of it now. I feel like an idiot. Okay, uh, I, I, aren't you glad that you insisted on bringing this up? Ooh, okay. Sorry. I, I'm going to paint up a dropship, one of the Neptune dropships. Yeah. Oh, look, you remember the name of that thing. Uh, no, the Neptune's a medium class. The Poseidon yeah. is the That's the large class. Well, I don't have large. a large one, Mike. So you should paint up two Neptunes. No. That's what she said. Hey, listen, the shake was for one. So <laughs> oh, listen to that's this what crap. we're sticking on. Wait, you have okay, a okay, no, no. We, Less, but, but. One per side. But. you've already got them base coated. No, no, it's a Neptune. You've already got a base coated. I've got some that are Not aren't. the ones you painted. Not the ones that I just picked up. I've got seven new ones. And should I fail to paint up a new one, you can destroy that model. Oh. That is, that will be my punishment if I don't do like it. Like with a hammer? Whatever you want. We'll videotape that. I get to do it. Hammer, blowtorch, whatever you need to do. I, I think we can both do that. I'll stomp on it and you can smack <laughs> into a million pieces. Okay, is that, that okay, that's okay. my, that'll be my penalty. By next podcast. So by next two podcast, weeks. two weeks, okay? We could always record another podcast. I'm doing, However, mine. I'm doing mine by Saturday, though. However, sh- we shook. Next <laughs> yeah, I, feel like, I feel like you should do an entire unit of three. No, 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 no. I'm anyway, doing mine in three days. Anyway, anyway, should I happen to finish my Neptune dropship, what's in it for me? Respect. Respect oh. and admiration. <laughs> That's a bit of a reach. Jeez. No, no, he will it's, actually have finished a model. It's a step on the road towards respect. <laughs> okay. He's got the some respect. catching up to do. Well, you, come on, all the bets you did against me. Did I get any pros? No. You know what? No, no, here's I'm the thing. I'm saying destroying. If, if you finish it, I will not talk about 40K for an entire episode. And if you oh, do? I think that Dan just that got excited. Be our, that could be our Space Clown episode and Steve won't be able to talk. Oh, yeah! No, we're talking about this <laughs> No, I will not take that bet. I will not shake on that. I no, will, I'm you talking already about shook. Harlequins. You no, already we shook. Didn't, I, there's no chance. If you guys start talking about Harlequins, I'm, I, I, I will Radio just Radio Land hurt the lose. shake, you said. I'll just lose. I'll just lose it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't we'll, we'll figure something out anyway. <laughs> <All right>. Point is, <laughs> okay. we're painting models and we're not going to fail. So Mike, this is a Mike you're up. Anyway, yeah, but like eight <laughs> minutes later, oh. this week in the hobby, part four. Mike, <laughs> Mike, um, let's see. What did I do? I painted up an entire Dindrenzi Battle uh, Planetfall core set. Shocking, Mike. One hundred percent. I also painted up ninety percent of the heavy helix. So you, yeah, you just so painted two I painted armies. a second box set. And I am currently working on the Vermin Lord, Thankwill, and a Solitaire. I'm so excited that you're working on a Solitaire. That army looks cool. Cool. So yeah, I did hobby stuff. A lot. <laughs> you only have one. I like how you say that with such authority. Right? What's that? You only have one force currently for Planetfall. Yes, just okay. the Dindrenzi. I'm, I will. Sh- when I, I already got asked, I am actually going to get a second set, and then I can show you if that's what you're asking for. Kind of slightly. Maybe. Yeah. You know what? Your new resolution episode. Mine should have been to have one episode where I paint more than Mike. <laughs> and you know what I would have done? I would have picked the one while you're in London. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's great. Yeah. Uh, we'll know for next time. No, that's a actually, actually that's when a I go, I want, I, I'm going to go to Nottingham this time oh, for sure. Oh. You should. Sweet. That's worth seeing. That's worth seeing. It's pretty cool. The Hall of uh, Citadel Miniatures I would, is actually you can pretty get, cool. Can't you get mugs there too? I'm pretty sure you get mugs. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 I want to get a mug. Yeah. You can buy one. I want a killer mug. Inspire the board game. Or that too. I you can get that there too, but you can. Uh, Tom uh, Thomas Houghton has Bugman's mug, and they're leather. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fucking nice. cool. They're, they're like stitched nice. leather around. Like I don't know, it's probably some sort of cheap plastic thing. But the outside stitched leather looks big? awesome. I have, a, I have a small. They're starring. One. They're full style. Oh really? Like, yeah, yeah that's why I'm saying when they're I go cool. up, picking a mug, baby. Yeah, I, I wish I'd bought one. Thomas bought one, and I have felt like an idiot for not. I bought yeah, Bugman's instead. Just take his. So yeah, I didn't sure, do that I much of hobby. Just kill him and take it. All right. Next segment, one of our f- perennial favorites. Shut up and take my money, Mike. Let's see. Oh, I get to go first this time. Oh no, but I don't want it because you'll mock me. Okay, then we'll leave you for last. Okay, go. So go we can Steve. we can mock you for longer. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Dan, what was yours? Uh, well, part one of shut up and take my money was buying one store's worth of nylon spacers, <laughs> and I still need more. So that's that's the worst. I know. Hobby. I, I pre-ordered between all my Kickstarters and my Wave Six of X-Wing that I ordered six months ago. I have so much stuff that's allegedly coming in the next few weeks. Like I'm, I'm just doing little piddly like time waster stuff right now. Though it doesn't have to be something you're actually getting. It's something that you yeah want you're reading to the get. segment. What's wrong with you? Nobody wants plastic all the forge old stuff from the, it was from last week. I already said all the forge old stuff. 
so okay. this is a different We're moving week. on. <laughs> We're moving on. Oh, the Dorito Dreadnought has new arms now. You can, they pre-ordered they oh, yeah, you the plasma arms. Okay. You wanted you wanted the plasma. You said it looked like a yeah, mech warrior. So you looked more like PPCs. PPCs. So yeah. aren't you going to buy one now? Po- quite possibly. But I, <laughs> but I already said I would buy it last time. Oh, well, I wasn't here or last the time. Before, you or the time before. Or the time before that. You're going to buy these I've been, arms. I've been talking about the them for a long time. Yeah, he has. He has been talking about it. He's like, I want it because then it'll be a PPC dreadnought. I'm like, <laughs> and it'll be hilarious. And it's it's still not Battletech. Yeah, suppos- please don't talk about <laughs> it. Supposedly it has rules where it can... Um, it has some weird, like... Shield Pavis thing where apparently units nearby it can boost their invuls. So you can have like Terminators and be like, oh, you're like, uh, where did Cataphract Terminators? So now three up invuls without Storm Shields. Uh, I don't know how I. uh, It's Forge World experimental rules, so that's going to get toned down for sure. And it also replaces the missile launcher to do that, supposedly. Oh, so it's like an actual. Did you say Anus launcher? Probably. Okay. I hope he didn't. I didn't hear that. Uh, Ward, what, okay, you know what? We're moving on. This is stalling and dying out. Ward, what is Ward? Your what's your shut up and take my money? Uh, does stools count? No. This is this is hobby. <laughs> hobby. It's Those are four. stools for his gaming it's table. Stools for my gaming table. But you're not. I invited about you it. to try them and sit them and sit down on them. No, I, I do have something else anyway. Okay, so. what? We'll go. What? Is, what is it? So say what, it. What? What easy there. What? <laughs> Scum and villainy. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm waiting for it to get off. Because you didn't pre-order your stuff in August. Like I did I not. Did. I did not give any money ahead of time. I am waiting for it. So 100% pre-order in August, which is actually cool because the Canadian dollar's tanked since then. So I actually saved a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dan, you saved Dan, like roughly 20%. <laughs> Dan, Dan is smart on this. So no, because I know that I we were talking earlier. And it's like, well, how many of each ship do I need to buy? So now it's going to be. Three big bills at once, so gaming stools, uh, some more fat mats, and scum and villainy. I kind of wish that your old Y-Wings that people don't use anymore could just, like, print off the cards online. That I feel like would oh, be Oh, for the, the one-pack? Casual play? I don't think people such. give a shit about um, the Z95s and the Y-Wings and that sort of a thing, but, like, there are three or four new ships coming out, so... Yeah, no, I get that. Like, I, I'm really excited, actually. I think I might pick up my first uh, X-Wing Star stuff. Star pretty good. Because uh, I really want the uh, IG-2000. IG-88? IG-2000. IG-88 is the guy. IG-2000 is, is the, the ship. ship. Yeah. yeah, well, IG-2000 is what you want. Because you can take a non-named IG-2000. Is that um, right? Like the, the, all of the aggressors, um, they're the all aggressor. the IG-88 models, so A, B, C, and D. Oh, so you there can't take There is no a, generic. You can't take... I, okay, I thought there was, like, a generic version of the ship. If you take IG-2000, though, or whatever, it allows you to transfer the abilities between... Oh, well, IG-2000 is a free upgrade. So, oh, gotcha, And it's, okay. not, it's okay. not unique, so they basically all just come with it. Yeah, they It's just it they had to print a separate card to, like, fit the rule on it. Therefore, it's an upgrade card, but whatever. It's... They effectively all have oh, it. So could you technically disable that via an upgrade disable? Uh, no. There's no cards or anything. It's not like... Um, oh, it's not like attack. It's not like attack. Yeah, there's not a lot of... It won't take off their title of their, like... So, like, uh, crew, like, crew and uh, bombs, because they're not technically secondary weapons, system upgrades. There's a lot of cards that aren't... You can't be affected by your opponents or by damage Gotcha, results. okay. Gotcha. So you can never lose that ability. Just Don't because I shoot that. the Millennium Falcon doesn't mean it's not the Millennium Falcon anymore. That makes sense. But this would be a card that says, like, <laughs> Millennium Falcon's a name ship. This is a card that goes beside it and says IG-2. Well, it is, it is a ship title, but it's the only, like... It's one of the only non-unique ship titles, but whatever. It's... Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm following. So you want to buy all <laughs> the stuff or just some of the stuff? I'll. We were talking that it's probably at least two of every ship that we'll be looking at. So <laughs> that's absurd. So that know. coupled with the new chairs that I need to buy and the uh, other the wave paints of that fat you need mats, to buy because you're going to paint something. The fat mats. I have a lot of paint. Are you sure? Because I've never seen you use it. Oh, <laughs> good burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Suck it back. <laughs> okay, moving on to mine. Uh, right. I'm going to yell out one word that everybody knows is coming. Harlequins. All of them. I am shocked. <laughs> Didn't see that one. Um, I'm thinking there's a lot of good builds of the mask formation. I'm really excited with that, and especially mixed with Dark Eldar and the hilarity of leadership bomb shenanigans. When you say the mask formation, all I can think of is Jim Carrey. Oh, I know. And I should paint them all like that with that hilarious green mask. I think, I think that would be amazing. That would be really good. That'd be pretty cool. Um, no, there's the one thing that I want to do really bad is do the Armor of Misery on a Dark Eldar character, which I think is minus two or minus four leadership. Webway Portal, and then a unit of Death Jesters. And the Death Jesters drop in... Kill a model from the unit, 
coupled with the armor of misery, it's a minus four leadership test, and then you decide which direction the unit falls back because of the death jester shrieker rules. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, run towards me, please, and then I'll charge you with all my vehicles with open top transport, uh, close combat units. With the clown cars, yeah. Clown gotcha. cars. Well, the clown cars actually aren't that, that I think it's going to be dark Eldar raiders, and because then you can fit ten. Can I think you mix and match, though? Yeah, the Battle Brothers, so you can put them in transports. And with the Raiders of Real Space, or any Dark Eldar Cad, you can take them as fast attack choices. So okay. I'm, I have a couple of Raiders still in boxes, because I am a gain a weirdo and have just random Eldar <laughs> boxes in case I need them. Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to paint them up like my Harlequins and get some of that diamond pattern uh, stencil stuff and do a lot of airbrush work, make them look really cool with the diamond patterns, and then do some freehand on the sails like usual. The scales are diamonds. I have the scale. The diamonds. Diamonds. Yeah, I'm I have the scale pattern. Oh, that'll look good. That'll look good. I and like I have lot. the hex pattern. I like so, the hex pattern. So, uh, what I wanted to talk to Dan about off, well, we'll mention now, you did that fading uh, phantom that's cloaking. I want to do that on Raiders. So, I have like the fade and the lightning crackling across oh. the surface and stuff? Yeah. It's really fun. I know. I want to do <laughs> It is really fun when you have an airburst background and then the freehand lightning, because if you screw up, you can't go back. You'd have to so it's it. it's really neat, <laughs> which is why which is why I post pictures of one side of the phantom, and not the other always, side. Always <laughs> from the one side because the other side I got frustrated and it does not look good. I only have to do three raiders, so that should be fine, right? No, you got this. No big deal. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Especially if it's if it's fading over top of freehand work on the sails. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna this is gonna end well. Yeah, I think I think this is gonna be awesome. Anyways, that's my shut up and take my money. I'm probably going to buy four Death Jesters, probably two Solitaires. What's the one that has the, the crazy cloak effect where it's like diamonds? And oh, that's like the Solitaire. I'm sorry, one Solitaire, that's the Solitaire. That looks Because awesome. you can only take one, he's unique. And then I'm going to buy two Shadow Seers. And then mm. 30 Harlequins. Two of the crazy six-man transporty things. And then the Void, uh, void Weaver. Clown cars, right? Sounds very reasonable. So it's only like going to be eight hundred dollars worth of Harlequins. So let's not talk about that with my wife. I think I think that should be a, like a rule that for the Harlequins, where it's just like, yeah, it can transport as many guys as you can. Infinite put the capacity. On. I've been saying it for weeks. They need to have infinite transport capacity. Well, you know, it wouldn't so cool though if they had a webway portal on the back of the transports, and then it was infinite capacity. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been an actual clown card. Everybody would have been like, "That's that's clever, GW. Nice, nicely done." <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a bit abusable Bravo. if it was infinite transport capacity. <laughs> uh, anyways, now, Mike, on to your weird, embarrassing one. No, no, I, I want to get a new stabilizer for my recurve. Oh, oh, for mm-hmm. your bow. Yeah, sure. Oh. Well, you can talk about washers, and you can talk about tables and stools. I can talk about stabilizers. All right. Yeah. True. Well, all in the hot and I just, that's great, Mike. That's awesome. All right, I'm gonna buy Harlequins too. Shh. <laughs> You've already actually bought a Harlequin. You've got your solitaire. Yes, I did because it is actually a really hot model. It's pretty cool. The only thing I don't like about it is the horns. Everything else I'm into. Actually, I think it needs the horns. The horns, yeah. I don't mind. They make if he's playing Slanesh in the dance, it makes sense. Yep. Don't mess with the bull. I wanted to give them the. I want to give them the Dark Eldar. Um, Totally blank face, like just the smooth helmet. Yeah, you could do that. I think that too. would look creepy if it was just like infinite black abyss kind of thing. Well, isn't that the whole Shadow Seer mask though? Yeah, but I really like that on all the models. <laughs> I like that. Just have an entire army bikes. of Shadow Seers. You'll be fine. Oh man, that'd be so good. It would be, be very Unbound. inexpensive too. Don't worry. Yeah, because it's under sixty points. Do some trades. Yeah. I've got one already. I'm halfway there. Wait, no. Um... Right, moving on to our next topic, we're going to talk about uh, setting up a gaming table, something that Ward is currently, well, half doing. You're setting up your gaming room. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that got us all talking about what is a good way to build and start uh, gaming tables. There is two basic ways to go on it, though. It's one for if you want something that's going to be there forever and last, and is... Uh, what's a good word I'm looking for? <clears throat> it's adaptable enough that you can do a lot with it. Or, or the you could do the fast and cheap and really dirty uh, method. Those yeah. are the two. So I think I think we've taken a picture and posted my <laughs> gaming table setup on our Facebook group. You know the weird brown patches. <laughs> I use it as a paint surface for a lot of terrain and 
other random crap, so it's covered in paint. Yeah, it's when, just when Steve doesn't have a palette handy, he just pours paint directly on the table. Yeah, so sponging and that kind of thing works really well off of it. Um, basically, all I bought is just uh, three-quarter inch uh, really shitty uh, particle board. It's not even, um, well, it's, it is MDF, but I think it's low-density MDF. Um, it chips, it falls apart, it's not waterproof, don't spill anything on it. It's about the cheapest setup you can get, and all I do is I throw a mat over top of it. And I've been looking to replace it for forever, but it's served me well for probably ten years now. Still the same table, it's just missing large chunks, like over by Mike there. Um, I didn't do it. Nope, that was during the move over here. It got slightly wet and disintegrated on that corner. Um, so I have the cheapest setup you can possibly imagine. It's like that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, yeah, where you just, the aliens disintegrate. Yeah, there was just small amounts of water nearby and it just fell apart. Yep, exactly. So I don't... If you're looking for something permanent, don't get this. I do have the IKEA legs with it. The, I can snap a picture of those too, which I think a lot of us have. Right? At one point or another, several of us have had them. I think that's yeah. the route that I just went for mine, which I'll talk about. So it's a cheap way of getting legs on a piece of crappy MDF. Uh, some people I know in garages use sawhorses. Um, this is by far the entry level solution. Is just mat on top of MDF. But you do have to pay for the mat to go on it. Yours, so that's yours probably is, the biggest expense, probably. Yeah, the, the nice thing itself. about that, though, is it is adaptable. You can use it as your hobby surface as well as your gaming surface, which is why I like it. Um, <laughs> yep. And I have a grass mat and a fat mat with the city runes, which I like. I think it works well. Um, and then you can also throw... I also have a star mat, so it works pretty well for most of the stuff that I play. Um, but you and Ward, Mike and Ward, have got a slightly better setup. Similar to mine, but smarter, I'll go with. More smart. <laughs> you want to talk about your setup? Okay, yeah, sure. Let's talk about my setup. My setup is really easy. Uh, I bought, the hardest thing about mine is I bought a 4x8 uh, piece of gator board. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows what it is. It's like hard, dense foam covered in wood. A wood shellac almost. Uh, no, not a shellac. Uh, it's thin layers of wood it's that like are put over. Veneer type it's of a veneer, that's it. It's like a thin wood veneer, but it is ultra light. Yeah, it's actually insane. It Mike is was, shocking. Mm. It Mike is was. so light, it's unbelievable. I can pick it up with one hand and it's move a full it four around. by eight. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, this one I cut it down to four, uh, six by four because it's easier to get through doors. But oh, that's right, it's yeah. basically it's so light, you can pick it up with one hand and you can do whatever you want with it. I've had it punched by accident and all it's done is put a slight dent in it it's super tough super light it's uh really if you if you don't have a lot of space where you're going to be playing and you have to put the table out each time this stuff is perfect because it's easy to store it's easy to move it's not going to wreck stuff when you're so, accidentally hit a wall so where would you find this did you have an idea of the okay it's price? a type of insulation i actually don't know where you can get it anymore because i got my piece crap 20 years ago Holy crap! Okay, <laughs> okay. So it may not be available lost. anymore due to its no, no. It's content. still available. I saw a friend saw it again. Uh, I think he said it was in a totem or a rona, one of the two. Gotcha. But it is a specialty item, and it is not cheap. Like your hmm. guys's MDF costs what thirty bucks? Oh God, mine maybe cost ten dollars. Okay, whatever. This stuff is minimum one hundred and ten, hundred and twenty bucks for a sheet. Okay, huh. but okay. it is. If, if, like I said, if you don't have space and you have to put away your table after each time, it's perfect. And it's still now, cheaper than a Realm of Battle board. Yes, absolutely. Now, what did you do to make your Gator board not just a flat gaming surface? You did something that was, I thought, really smart. You and Ward came up with a great idea. Okay, yeah, uh, we put plastic edging around it all, and we did I have two sides to my board. If you flip it over, it's grass with the, the, the can't stain grass mats. Yeah, the old GW paper The old GW mat. paper max mat that you can, I, I swear to God, there's probably about six liters of Coke on that thing and you yeah. can't tell, okay? I have one too, it really but I is. don't know how it... It's no flux. It's, it's, it's easy to get that out. <laughs> oh, that kind of goes just in patches. We're but, doing a different kind of gaming than the two of us, what, I think. What, what is that plastic edging called again? Uh, uh, I have it and it always tears out of that other board there. Yeah. I forget what it's... Anyways, it's plastic edge. It clips onto the sides. It protects the corners. And then if you flip my board over on the other side, yeah. it's a blue water resin board. This is um, what I'm talking about. This is what I think is really cool. This... You can... It's resin, right? So you can spill stuff on it. It's just a matter of wiping it off. It doesn't soak through. The resin is ultra tough that I've used. 
um, you probably have to take a hammer to actually crack it. And it looks, it'll be in my opinion, it looks beautiful. It looks. Now, like how did you water. guys do it, Ward? Can you maybe talk about how you did the technique to make it actually look uh, like water? Because you guys did uh, some of the work here as evinced by these blue squares. Yeah, that was the uh, initial painting. That was yeah. the experiment where we actually learned a huge amount. So we. Hey, Steve, can I paint on your crappy table? Because no one cares if it gets destroyed. This table comes in handy again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we we did a couple like small like little test sections and two two by two sections. Um, and with that, we got our paints. So we got three different colors of blues slash greens. Uh, to no, paint we got our four. Ocean. I thought we got four. Blue. No, no, you're right. Three. Blue, blue is three. Blue. It was the dark blue. It was the light blue, and it was the aqua, the the turquoise that we got. Maybe there's a fourth because there's a little bit of white. Anyway, <laughs> we, we picked up a couple paints and then uh, we watched a video uh, from a guy in Australia about like rubbish how we in did and rubbish out, rubbish in rubbish out on YouTube that basically <laughs> did a great gaming tables and like they look awesome. Do you so, have to like shake your paints counterclockwise to do it in Australian mode uh, or whatever? Oh, listen to this. <laughs> you have like to pour it with your off- offhand and everything like that. So. But uh, using a lot of different sponges, uh, we came up with like a wave technique. So we basically okay, sponged yeah. on waves on, on our boards. And um, uh, depth, too. We went depth. The, the, some of the sponging gave an illusion of depth. Yeah, because you get like the, the darker patches. Which darker are patches the and then the lighter shallow, turquoise yeah. patches to when it starts to shallow mm-hmm. out. And this kind of gave it an authentic feel for a, a water bottom. And again, thinner thinner white ones for like the, the white caps as like it's coming into the, uh, the, the shore and that yep. sort of thing. So. So we did a bunch of like uh, sponging on these, and then we got an epoxy resin. So it's a two-part uh, mixture. Mix okay. it, mix it up. You can add a little bit of like dye as well to change the color. Which we did actually. We actually used a lot of blue, blue ink. It was actually quite dark. We were a little bit concerned when we started pouring it on the tables, but uh, we poured it on the table, uh, let it dry for twenty-four hours. And then so it was, was a hard. Did you guys use Envirotex? Yes, that's the one. It's exactly what okay, we used. Okay, Envirotex is insanely smelly. Yeah, you yeah. might want to do that outside. How did you do that, Mike? I, you did it at um, my place. You did the I test board. Did the at my test place. board at your place. But when I did it at my place, I actually did all of the the initial stage of the epoxy out of my balcony. Oh, so, <laughs> so the guy I, above you was really stoked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and I left, and it stayed there for the first four hours enough so that it was starting to set and wasn't moving anymore. Yeah. Then I moved it into the spare bedroom, and it closed the door, and I left it there. Yeah, the off-gassing for, off of Envirotex, if I did, you're not prepared for it, do that outside. Yeah, Holy I, crap. I did the same thing. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it, was the, it was the first six hours, which is the gas, you mean gassing part to it. And, and unfortunately, I didn't watch it, and there's a problem if you do it outside. If anything lands in that epoxy, it stays in that oh, epoxy. So and do you I now have, in it? I have Beetle Island now. <laughs> Beetle Island. There's a little beetle in there that it, it's. I didn't catch it until afterwards, but there is a He's little there beetle forever. in my resident. He's not moving. Oh, poor beetle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He'd be a giant in scale, actually. He yeah, is he'd be Beetle Island. <laughs> if you run into him, then your ship dies automatically when you're playing. <laughs> like that, just a beast from the depths. <laughs> um... Yeah, though I think the way that you guys did that was really smart because not only do you have the grass mat on one side, or if you just leave it like yours where it's always blue ocean side, but because yeah. the the resin is is most it's like a little stipply, but it's not oh, it's smooth. God. Are you kidding me? That mine is smooth. This is destroyed. Okay. You could just and the, the the reason why we're bringing this up is you just can throw a fat mat over top of this afterwards, or a grass mat, and you can't even tell it's a water table anymore. So that's why it's flexible. I'll always know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I come over, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, like you come over a lot and play with me, Dan. It's true. Yeah. That's the thing that I do all the time. So, yeah. So mine, I didn't have a gator board at all for, for mine. So uh, mine's kind of in between yours. I've got the MDF board. Um, I went with a little bit thicker. I think 5 eighths, uh MDF. Other way around. Mine's thicker. Oh, yeah. Yours is 3 quarters. 3 quarters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I find, though, that the, the thicker boards are better because if you do any texturing to it, like eventually... Um, it can cause the boards to warp. Yeah, I've got my other table sitting over there that is uh, half inch, and it sags in the middle, like without support. So you probably want to go at minimum five eighths uh, with the with the heavier MDF. The thin stuff over there is garbage, and don't ever use it. And I hate that table. Mm-hmm. If you if you're just using it for like throwing like a mat straight on, you can go with the thinner stuff for sure. But like working at, with GW, we found that going with the heavier tables, especially if you were like coating on white paint, yeah, putting sure. sand yeah, on agreed. it, that sort of thing. Mike, as a side note, 
Gator Pord does not warp. Everything is <laughs> resin topped on it. I don't know what it and is. And if you order now, how many do you get? <laughs> I'm just telling you, it doesn't warp because on the grass mat side, that grass mat is the paper one, it's glued with white glue. Oh, really? The whole so thing is warped. glued down. If it was going to warp, it would have warped right there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess that makes sense because it's got it's really got rigid, three right? layers. It's one layer of wood, one yeah. styrofoam, and then other. So that you have to warp all three for it to warp, and it, uh, for whatever reason, it does not. Well, you have three materials that you yeah. have to warp. That's that's yeah, right there. My plywood's strong, right? So that makes sense. Yeah. So and then I've got uh, I've got the coating, uh, the resin coating. So the, it's a blue table. I've got the sides capped. Um, it's basically the stuff that you'll use to cap. Um, the side of your drywall if you want to kind of protect your corners and such. More in like the public office buildings that I've seen hmm. and that sort of thing. So oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's older, but you can like still do it. Yeah, just plastic edges. It's just yeah, a yeah, plastic that's, edge. That's what we all put on our section. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I got some Ikea legs and uh, screwed them in, and that's my setup so yeah. far. So Works pretty good. Dan, what's your setup? My trick is to move in with somebody that has table legs, live there for several years, Get a bunch of Kickstarters and stuff like that. Buy all kinds of cool gaming tables that never show up. And then move somewhere where you don't have enough space for a table. And then eventually your stuff will come in the mail and you won't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> That's my trick. You give it to me. <laughs> yeah, my, for my tablescapes. I'm, I'm very excited for tablescapes. The last the last of the stock, they, they finally received their secondary order um, to shore up all the things that they shorted themselves accidentally. It's just a matter of them uh, maintaining the cash flow from the business to ship the last straggler orders, including mine. So we should talk about what is Tablescapes. That's another option. I guess kind of the next evolution from what we're doing is the purchased cool tables. Yeah, it's did. it's very similar to... Um, I, we've talked about it in previous podcasts, but it's very similar to the um, Realm of Battleboards. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the Kickstarter options. This one's done by Secret Weapon Miniatures. And uh, you get these 12-inch modular clipped-together plastic tiles. And so I got a set of the mixed um, pristine and destroyed urban cities. So that's um, going to be 16 tiles for a 4x4 setup. And I have a 4x4 setup of the rolling hills with like a little stream and stuff like that. And I have the 2x2 two two, um, army tournament display board. Because, you know, back when I ordered this, I used to play in tournaments that weren't <laughs> X-Wing. <laughs> you can tell this was a while ago. Yay, Kickstarter. But, um, no, so I got all this stuff coming and uh, it's basically just any any matter of weeks once they have the cash flow they're shipping out a handful of orders um every week to get caught up and get the last few out and i'm just the lucky sod who's at the bottom of the list had to happen to somebody <laughs> nice yeah, yeah so, so guess, you can put uh, the the what is it called that you got again Tablescapes. Tablescapes, Tablescapes yeah. and you can put the Realm of Battle boards on top of the resin tables as well. because You can put really them good. on top of pretty much any flat surface. There you go. But some cost saying. way more money than others. Some yeah, are, no, I got, so I got your, a Realm of Battle. Of your purchase <laughs> table sort of coverings, we talked about that in a previous episode, but you've got your Realm of Battles, you've got your Tablescapes, there's a couple other companies that make that sort of stuff, Forge World, that kind of thing. Yeah, Forge World does the 2x2 two two foot sections as well. They're coming out one with a turbo laser battery that's going to be like... A thing that you can buy for your army has a freaking turbo laser battery. Yeah, which is going to be pretty cool. <laughs> um, I think the next thing that we need to cover about gaming tables the, is, again, the legs or that kind of setup. Now, you can start with the cheap end, which is the Ikea ones or sawhorses even. Um, you can buy a bunch of 2 by 4s and make it yourself if you happen to be good with wood. I'm good with wood, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> There's the other one that I was going to mention is you get any table will work, but there's one particular gaming table that you were looking at. Oh my god. Um, the Sultan. <laughs> which, if anybody here has not seen the Sultan, you need to go take a look at it because it's awesome. Google the Sultan gaming table, you will not be disappointed. And you will immediately also be disappointed with the price. <laughs> and the delivery time's pretty gross, too, isn't it's, it? It's, it's like not, a two year it's wait It's not list delivery time, okay, sorry. it's more of the wait list. You've got to wait your a table. couple of years before you can get the one you paid for. I'm assuming you have to pay for it before they'll put you in line. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine so. The yeah. Sultan, they will come and set it up and deliver it to you, and it's like an actual amazing gaming. You, you, it's meant more for, I think, board games. It's the same process, D, basically, D, as D. buying like a really high-end custom pool table that you get like hand-delivered and assembled by the professionals. There you go. That's, it that's is, That is the exact equivalent, and it is, what, like $8,000, depending on how you spec it out, something like that? Oh, yeah, you have options. Uh, Plus the now 25% exchange rate. Yay. <laughs> I, I believe it's 12000 
Oh, oh perfect. God. Inflation uh, is a wonderful thing. However, you get to choose which wood you would prefer your table to be made out of. <laughs> the cheaper one, the cheaper one. But no, it I'll is I'll take it your most endangered species. Honestly, please. if, yeah. Brazilian acai. <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be weird super berry, actually. <laughs> okay, well, I'd like it made out of pressed berries. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so it's like, got so many antioxidants. Not, not to knock it though. Like if I could afford it, I would have bought that like right away. Yeah, we're all like, just currently jealous. That's all. That's all it is, right? We would so, happily take one. It's a beautiful table. If, uh, if you guys are listening out there, we will quite happily take a demo Sultan to review on the podcast. Absolutely, just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. And if you can uh, get a nice piece of gator board to go on top of it, <laughs> <laughs> even better. Mm-hmm. That, that would work out, eh? But yeah. uh, for gaming tables, I think you also have to consider uh, not just the materials, but like what you're going to use for gaming, right? So, like, how big of a board should you have? Absolutely. The answer to that is four by six because everybody's playing competitive 40k. However, however, fucking <laughs> to be the devil's advocate slightly. Um, I've also heard mentioned that a four by eight would be beneficial just because you would have the extra two feet. Oh, I absolutely, absolutely, yeah. For if you have the room, beer, that extra foot on each side, you pretzels, can yeah. Or for having nachos. two side by side war machine but no games. One, again, no one plays beer and pretzels. It's only hardcore competitive forty k. So you oh, only need four by six. Shut up and okay, pass me gotcha. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so in my case, uh, a four by six would not fit into my current location. I was yeah. lucky to get the f- or sorry, four by eight would not yeah. fit into my location. Four by six was stretching it, going around the corner, going down into the basement, that sort of thing. Um, four by six, I think, is the minimum that you need to go with. That's exactly right. Shut up. Uh, four <laughs> wow, by six. That, that was out of nowhere. I, yeah, I, I saw them. Radio Land did not see that gesture. I know what they were doing. Uh, four <laughs> That's by a s- totally different segment. Yeah, four by six, uh, I think, is the standard. Yes, 40K is played on a four by six. Uh, Dystopian is four by six generally. Um, by going with the 4x6, you can easily make it so you're playing 4x4 games. Gives you by far the most versatility while still keeping things manageable. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will make an announcement. I am going to a 4x8 table here in the next month. Oh, That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and it's not going to be this crappy, crappy, Is it going to be a resin board, Steve? I think so, actually. I think I'm going to do that. Or my other option is I might do one of like the old school GW awesome sculpted tables and actually have fun doing some terrain in an actually cool table. Um, because um, the other section of the room is going to have my paintings up. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I got a table uh, gifted from my parents. That's a really nice table, so it's going to have uh, it's going to be able to be covered by that um, other table I have over there that no one can see, and I'm just describing other tables and this table. Anyways, I'm excited. I'm going to build a new table. It's going to be awesome. There'll be well, lots this, of progress pictures. This episode is perfectly timed then. Are you going mm-hmm. with Are you going with a solid like eight foot board or are you going to do two four by four boards? Well, I can't get it shipped here. Should uh, get a liquid eight by four. <laughs> or gaseous. Plasma. <laughs> Go directly <laughs> to plasma. No, uh, it will be two cut sections, so two four by fours. Okay. Uh, it's just so I can transport it in here without... You know, ruining everything. I could have, I could have went with that route as well, but again, just I had the four by six already. So. Yeah. So this board actually is to three by six that I've just got cut in half at the hardware store, brought it over here, and then bolted it to a couple pieces of wood. Um, it's easy to move it around. Um, works pretty good. So this new one, though, I want to do something actually very cool, very different. I'd like to have. Um, Everybody remembers the old GW awesome yeah. scenery projects. This, Until those it was like the integrated trenches and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it all around the battle came around and kind of ruined all that. But back in the day, that was kind of the the thing that was cool about GW. And it was yeah, this this would be like the next evolution of tables if you wanted to really kind of customize your own table at home. Yeah, um, a lot. Just of G- be warned. So once you build it, it stays that way. So be yeah. smart when you put it together. Hence why I've got the other table yeah. that can be used for all the <laughs> other games. Versatility-wise, it's not going to be as productive, of course. Um, you can't play dystopian on, on trenches. trenches. It would on give a, a whole new table. definition to the Star Wars trench run, though. Oh. oh, I'm pretty sure you could play dystopian on a trench warfare board. <laughs> That'd just be waterfalls. You're just going into a waterfall. Everybody <gasps> dies. Now I've I've seen it where it's just a flat board as well, or I've seen other ones where they've actually built a lip, so that way you can kind of build up your uh, hills into like your mm-hmm. corners and that sort of thing too. So it's totally up to you how you want to build your frame for your board. Uh, but this usually uses a lot of like foam for texture. You can use some plaster to like 
make those uh, edges yep. go away so you can have smooth rolling hills if you want that sort of thing. Uh, oh, once again, warning though with smooth rolling hills. Be prepared to you, <laughs> you should have some kind of texture to it because your miniatures can play tobogganing on it very oh, easily. Oh, Realm of Battle boards. Yeah, if you don't texture them, they, a couple taps on the table and down they go sliding. It's That's just it's the night the charge of the knights. You just tap the table and your knights run downhill. <laughs> I like you that. Get, <laughs> you get the, you get the <laughs> plus one uh, combat res bonus for charging downhill, so it yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you can just you can do it on their own. That's perfect. Exactly. exactly. It's like that old. Do you remember that football game where the football players vibrated around? <laughs> yes. Exactly like the Realm of Battleboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're done talking about tables because I want to talk about cool stuff that happened to me this weekend. If you. If you do have any other questions about tables, though, feel but free. you don't because we've covered everything, Email and you're us. more excited about our next segment, right? I know. Sure, somebody, let's I go. Know somebody's that. excited. All right, really? go ahead. Yeah. You yeah, know, honestly, I need another drink here. We'll we'll have some we'll have some uh, progress support on our table building because I think this might be a hobby night project for this podcast. You just Help want, me build you just a want table. Cheap labor. I do want cheap labor. <laughs> I let you paint a square here once. Now it's payback time. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow, look at that. Collect on my debts. <laughs> so this weekend, I was at the LVO, which uh, has been a recurring theme of uh, my my gaming year on this podcast. I think since actually we started, uh, I have basically been talking about the LVO and pretty my, much nonstop. Yeah, my uh, my experiences there. Yeah, we haven't got a word in. It's horrible. I mean, yeah, we're happy. To see <laughs> so again, this year we had actually a huge showing from Alberta. I think we had. Just shy of 10 people go down, trying to do the counting right now, and I think it was just, I think we had nine, Um, and we did pretty well. We had uh, Jeff Thompson uh, place fourth for generalship overall. For 40K? For 40K, yep. We all played, actually I shouldn't say we all played in the championships. There were uh, six of us that played in the championships, which was their more competitive uh, event, and then there was uh, Drew and Justin who played in the narrative event. Um, The 40K friendly. No, not narrative, yeah, the 40k friendly, exactly. Uh, which actually I wanted to comment on, didn't look so friendly. There were some pretty serious lists. Like, I don't think it's okay to say my theme is fly rents. Uh, that's not really friendly. I think there was a list like so that. So just in case some of us don't know, what's the difference between the championship ones and the friendly? So the way the friendly was uh, billed is it was unbound. There were no... Um, uh, restrictions, which you think would be incredibly abusable, but you had to submit your list to the tournament organizer and they had to approve it. Okay. So there were some very cool lists that did come out of it, like um, uh, an orc uh, weird boy list where it was just complete weird boys all the time. I think there was like seven or something ridiculous weird boys just doing stupid things. Uh, exploding at all sorts yeah, but you of know what, that, the Stuff like that, I think, will get approved if it's friendly because Weird you, boys can, you can cripple yourself in one turn. Oh, yeah. If you're not doing well. Well, you picked the orc codex for starters. Okay. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> um, so you're already not a power gamer. That's just out of the discussion's over. Yeah. Uh, but there were some some questionable lists. Like, I walked around uh, looking at some of them and was like, I don't understand why there's so many wave serpents in this friendly list. Uh, so, did he not put scatter lasers on them, maybe? No, they all had scatter lasers. They were of all course they did. <laughs> um, but I think uh, Justin, Andrew, I, now they're probably going to correct me on this. I think, I, but I think they each split their games. Uh, I think they went two and two. Um, the way you paired up in the friendly was you just simply picked an opponent. So if you didn't like their list or thought there was something weird going on, you could just uh, avoid them. There's a smell, a weird smell emanating from your corner of the table. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go over that <laughs> way. <with somebody else. laughs> um, that's so, kind of that's that. I like that part. If you friendly, that one's kind of nice. But I'm wasn't a there concerned. a guy that maybe didn't get any games in that picked one of those nasty lists? But I, I kind of think that's fair. You're yeah. not being friendly. You don't get any friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> point. Point. You know, like, that doesn't bother me. But anyways, I actually really did like the idea of having a championships and a friendly. So there's the people that aren't so ready just to kick ass and, you know, take names. They can play in that, um, sort of work their way up. There was also the 40K Highlander, which was a very competitive event, but using the Highlander format. I like the idea of this. And that yeah. means you can only take... There can only be one, so no duplicates. You can only take the same troops choice if you've exhausted all of the troop choices in your codex. So yes, Sisters of Battle, you can take more than one squad. Um, that's cool. You can only take one dedicated transport of that type, so one Razorback, one Rhino, only one Wave Serpent. Um, 
which is, I think, actually a really good way of balancing the game. Like, oh, there's five fly runs. It stops your no, you can't. It stops the spam. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they had that event as well. But yeah, I did play in the championships. Um, How many players total? There were 290 plus registered, and I think 256 on the nose showed up. So this makes this the largest single uh, player 40k event uh, ever. There's never been a bigger one. This is the record breaker, and this was sort of the event to watch because this is the premier event on the ITC circuit now. Um, and uh, the winner of the event was uh, Sean Naden, and he took his Lichter Shame list, which makes me so incredibly happy that he is punking people left, right, and center with all their super heavies with Lichters. Which and it's just really fun to say. Yeah, Lichter. There's all sorts of terrible, terrible connotations if you add words to the end of Lichter. God, that will we'll leave you alone. You can look up old white dwarfs. Right, Jay? Jay knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Jay out there knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, no, he won the event. Uh, Jeff Thompson made it into the final four with his uh, objective-secured sort of nightmare list. Nothing but uh, obsec drop pods and squads. Uh, just too many to kill kind of thing. Um, and I myself, I'll toot my own horn here. I, uh, here we go. I came in 19th overall for gaming. I went 5-1, and one, so I had the same record as Jeff. That's right, Jeff, you didn't beat me. Um, <laughs> you just got more points. Um, and uh, I had all great games, and I also managed to come in second for Renaissance Man, which is sort of Congratulations. Their, thank you. That's sort of their analog to uh, best overall. Um, and, yeah, I wanted to do better than last year, so I did. And... Uh, <laughs> My wife is making fun of me right now. <laughs> I had six phenomenal games. Uh, met a lot of really cool people. I uh, had one game against a Necron player. This is uh, particular Michael that I don't understand how his dice did so poorly. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so this, this particular Necron army was a pretty hard Necron army. It had two barge lords with uh, mind shackle scarabs. Uh, I had a unit of six wraiths, uh, ghost arcs, everything you would expect to usually give my monstrous creature spam a lot of, a lot of trouble, and instead my uh, one wraith knight with a uh, scatter shield decided to solo his entire army. Not a word of a lie. Charged me at the <laughs> same time with both barge lords, both mind shackling me, and the six wraiths. And not only did I pass both mind shackle scarabs, or uh, yeah, both mind shackle scarabs. And not, I took one wound from the wraith, which I then saved on my scatter shield, blinded, blinded him, blinded yeah. the two barge lords that <laughs> then failed to hit me, and then I punched one and killed it. Next turn, punched the other one, and then proceeded to solo the wraiths over two turns, and then he just ran train on the army. <laughs> wow! And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. And the whole time, the entire game, we played the entire six turns. He didn't pass a single reanimation protocol. Oh! He rolled like 30, 40 reanimation protocols. He killed a wave serpent, one wraith lord. One wraith lord did die due to the death mark assassination squad, or wraith knight, I should say. Uh, and then that was it. I just won. I didn't get out of my transports other than the time he blew up one wave serpent. Whoa! Yeah, it was like ridiculous. I I feel bad. And then apparently though, I gave him the hobby knight in Canada dice. And then I think that might have been what did it, because he went to his next opponent and was like, please take this accursed dice. But listen to their podcast, because it's really good. And then he just proceeded to punk that person really bad. <laughs> so you were so out the, the there dice was one. Defeat? Everybody else did okay with the dice, but there was one dice in that, that uh, group I was handing out that is like the worst thing to have happen to you. So whoever ended up with that dice, I apologize. Um, it, it helped me a lot, so just make sure you give it to your opponent. Um, that was the by far the weird game of the event. Uh, it did play... A couple other guys. I can't remember the names off the top of my head because I'm terrible with names. When you drink, um, yeah. When I, as soon as I get a drop of alcohol, I can't remember any. Um, but I played a uh, Space Wolf player, really cool guy, and I totally stole his victory. He had me beat. Um, he, I, I killed three models his entire army the whole game. And at the end of the game, I just swooped in like typical Eldar, annoying <laughs> crap with Obsec, and stole his objectives from him and won the game with like five Dire Avengers. <laughs> Uh, just on the lucky end of the game. Like, it was bad, and he was kind of in disbelief. We talked about it, bought him a beer, so I think it's all okay. Um, again, apologies, because that was really mean. You had that game, you beat me bad, and then I just got lucky. So, uh, yeah, it was a really good tournament. Um, 
lot of fun with the Alberta crew, and I think we're heading back next year. It's going to be a ton of fun. Really can't argue with the results. The guys had a great showing down there, so yeah, well done, everybody. Proves Alberta can hang with uh, the entire world, really, for 40K competitive scene. And just for the record, uh, who beat you in your practice game before going down? Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but as we all know, as we all know... So would that make Dan, like, Dan a is the 40K record? championship of the world, really, right there. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say... Yeah, third Ed Raven Guard for the win. We all know, though, that the one-of-everything Space Marine list is clearly the best. <laughs> Although, it works! You know, there was... The final table was a weird list full of scouts and a single Thunderfire can, a single squad of Centurions, nothing crazy out of the Some ordinary. Devastators with Devastators last, cannons? last cannons! What's that all about? Who does that? That's going to be my list. Just nothing, nothing but, but cannons. Unbound Devastator. <laughs> That's it, yeah, exactly. That's what, like the seventh company or something like that? Oh, that'd be actually really cool. I can't remember my chapter disposition off the top of my head. Six is assault for the reserve company. Seventh is... Shame, No. No, sixth is tactical. Seventh is uh, tactical. Eighth is... The first four are the mainline frontline companies, and then there's the elites, duh. All right, fine. So isn't it sixth, seventh, <laughs> or tactical? Quick, get your third Eighth edition Space Marine Codex. Are devastators and assault, and then the tenth is scouts. Scouts, tenth yeah. is scouts. So it's either the eighth or ninth company would be your devs, which I think is the ninth, right? Because you I go think scouts, it's the devs, assault, devs. tactical. And what color is their pauldron trim? Oh fuck, I don't know. Uh, is it one of the weird ones, like purple or something? Purple. It's called purple. Yeah, it's <laughs> random. Purple. I have the. A, a I feel like I should probably know this stuff. For the amount of Space Marines that I own, I feel bad for not knowing the answer. I just I just know, based on which company I'm painting, what the shoulder pads should be, that's all. So, so the fun part about the event for me was uh, explaining the jerseys. We have our, our Hobby Night in Canada jerseys, and about half of the Americans thought it was funny that seemed to live in, like, Minnesota, Illinois. The northern York. states. Yeah, that kind of thing. They were like, oh, that's 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 cute, that's funny. And then you talk to somebody from SoCal, and they're like, I don't understand. And you're like, well, you, you see, in Canada, we have a TV show called Hockey Night in Canada. And it's that time you keep explaining the joke, hoping it gets funnier. And it just doesn't, because they're just like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. It's hockey, whatever. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people really, I got a lot of people that wanted photos of the jersey, so it's pretty cool. I think we got a few new viewers, or listeners. and Viewers. Uh, viewers, if only. <laughs> Speaking of which, they did televise the final tables, and by televise, I guess... Uh, Twitch. Twitch cast, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they did a really good job. I, I saw you in the background uh, when they were switching cameras more than once. Nice. Standing around watching Jeff's game. And like uh, nice. Phil Harless and all the other guys. See, I saw, yeah. I saw Phil and uh, Dave took a big league panorama... Uh, and I was looking for the jersey, but I couldn't see it at all. Oh, I know. I'm tagging the photo, but I'm I'm somewhere in the distance. Uh, <laughs> but that hall was huge. It's like the uh, everybody here has been to the Dinwoody, where the out of the basement events are. It was probably five times that size. Like it was. Well, it would have to be huge. It would uh, have to be to fit that many people. Yeah. Because it had all at the same time 40k friendly, 40k championships, and the War Machine, and I. think... I think it might have something else going on in there too, plus all the vendors. And then they had three side rooms that held the Drop Zone, uh, Infinity, Malifaux, X-Wing, and the, all the cool systems. Draconic Awards too. Hmm. So they had a... I appreciated that, Dan. <laughs> all the ones that people not named Steve play. Yeah. yeah. No, it was an awesome event, and I'm going to be heading back next year. Uh, we're already with, trying to figure out... With your nickname? Yeah, Linzer Beam. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil got back to Everybody, me. Uh, so <laughs> D- D- Dale's nickname was Sweet Silky Child. Sweet Silky Child. No, no, I wanted to know how I go on. No, Dale. Because oh, you could you could sign in uh, on the Thursday night, like a pre-registration thing, so it'd be easier on on Friday morning to yeah. get everybody through. And they'd ask you if you wanted a nickname. <laughs> I didn't put my I didn't put a nickname in because uh, they all had come up with nicknames while half drunk the night before, <laughs> so yeah that was that was the one his his sweet silky child which I don't know where that came from. One day I'll have to explain. I that. really hope there's no backstory. I, yeah, I'm guessing there is, unfortunately. So we'll have to figure that out. But we need to we need to all go down as a podcast and because uh, there's games there for everybody. It's probably one of the best run events in the world. So. Good job to the Frontline Gaming crew, if any of them listen to this. Um, you guys did a really good job. Really good job. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things, really. Yeah, I've got a couple people making sure that I have to go next year. So. Oh, it's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's... Uh, only thing I can say is... is uh, 
the Flamingo is not the nicest hotel when you Thank you for finding that out ahead of time for me because I'm not going there now. <laughs> yeah, but you can get any of the, the hotels around and are pretty cool. So, um, And I think they also put our rooms in the sketchy park because they knew we were going to be drunk hooligans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they might not have been wrong. Your hotel right. is divided up into sketchy and non-sketchy parts? It's Vegas, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, want to know. I don't, I don't think don't you understand. Know. I'm good. <laughs> the, uh, apparently, the penthouse of the Flamingo is insane. And then there's the $69 a night rooms that we got. Yeah, yeah. a lot of those <laughs> hotels have the, like, $12,000 a night, like, Oprah suites. And they also have... They also have drunk gamer hooligan suites. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently you could you could do a little better than what we had, but uh, Vegas was, got you covered. Yeah, it was cool. And having a bar on site is makes gaming a lot better. Sportsmanship scores seem to go up. <laughs> Everybody's a little cut. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, you might want to try that. <laughs> but yeah, that would be my uh, my rant about the LVO and how much fun I had. It was a good time. So. Nice. I will badger you more. And but the thing is now, my my New Year's resolution to do better than I did last year. It's gonna be really tough. It's gonna be tough for next year. Yeah. As good no no, put it a little rider, has good or better. You should always get exactly nineteenth place again. If it if Mm -hmm. it grows at the same rate, getting nineteenth place next year will be insanely hard. Uh, there are a lot of guys that uh, like last year's winner went four and two. Um he was a favorite to win, took a very hard um, Wave Serpent list, and yeah, I mean, the, the meta's changing for 40k almost daily, it seems like, with their releases. Yeah, so. when Lictors and Scouts are the final table. Yeah, I mean, even even Jeff Thompson's list from around here, he took Drop Pods and Yeah, Drop Wolves and Astra Militarum, like, Drop Podding in uh, he had, he had Veterans a, with Melta-Guns and stuff veterans like Veterans with Melta's is good, like, don't get me wrong, but it's not, they're Marines, it's not crazy. I think those were the guard veterans. I remember. I guess no, he had he had Space Wolf. Uh, like yeah, he had three Grey Hunter squads and pods. But I think he also had. Didn't he also have empty pods with? Uh, no, guard he did. Veterans? Ha- he did have guard veterans in there because that's yeah. how he's taken this uh, troops with the vendetta as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then he all he had that was kind of like I would say everybody has to have a gimmick in their list at some point because uh, you need something that's sort of your trump card. He had the uh, artillery batteries. The uh, uh, basilisk carriages or the Earthshaker carriages, I'd say. Okay. But that's not, doesn't on paper look insanely brutal. Um, I mean, it was, I thought it was good to see that kind of variety. Like Steve Sisk's um, bike list was just a command squad, an Imperial Knight, a couple squads bikes. That was it. Like, not overly offensive. I thought it was more than a couple squads of bikes because it looked like he had about 20, 20 to 30 bikes or something. Remember, bikes take up a lot of space, and each of his bike squads is only, what, seven or okay. eight at most? Um, three. So I'm saying he probably had three then, because looking at, if I saw if the yeah, picture the of, uh, was his... squad and two, and then a couple okay. squads of scouts, I think. And he had so, all the lit up bikes. No, he? no, that no, was, that was a different guy? That oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't Sisk's army, no. Um, and the other thing that I think we should talk about is potentially doing a 30k setup because 30k is interesting i know that's something adepticon is doing as well john wong is uh doing some salamanders up for that actually like <laughs> you believe you don't understand the shock when john wong comes asking you for space marines you know something is horribly wrong <laughs> yeah. although to be fair he was asking me for uh unbuilt like resin like 30k mark armor which i have some piles of in a corner so but yeah, yeah I, I was very con- stunned. Conveniently, I guess he found out that all the models for the Adepticon 30k event had to be Forge World. Not oh, just okay. like a smattering of Forge World, like they had to be a Forge World army. Yeah, you can't take like Mark 7 armor ever. So yeah, um, when he had like, he had a massive Salamander's army ahead of time and he was adding a bunch of 30k units to it, but like he found out his tactical squads had to be 30k as well. Yeah. So I had to mail him a box of some Space Marines. Yeah. yeah, I never expected John Wong to ask me for bits for Space Marines. <laughs> That's just not a thing that happens. No, the 30k armies looked so cool. Oh yeah, Steve yeah. was talking. Continue. They, they that was actually the part that blew me away. Is is uh, like the six night because I think they played two thousand points. Um, 30k is hard to play less than two thousand. It's built for two or three thousand games. So it might even be twenty five hundred, frankly, because there was uh, um, Pascal from New Zealand who brought down six Imperial Knights. Two Asherons, two Castigators, and two of the other, the Lancers. Hmm. And army, like in the yellow uh, color scheme, and really well painted. Looked phenomenal. Those Imperial, those Forge World Knights are oh, they're huge. fucking cool. 
They're like half again the size of a plastic one. Like, it was ridiculous how good that army looked. And he played in the 40k championships with the same army, just with four knights, and then uh, Blood Angels drop Librarian to try and throw some hilarious uh, so powers. So 30k was on a separate day than... It was the on the Sunday, so you can actually play both. That's okay. cool, actually. Um, which is really smart to play knights, because, hey, there you go, 30k done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you could play my Salamanders, take two... Uh, Two squads of Salamanders and Vulcan, and then Knights. <laughs> that sounds like what John's doing, actually, except I think he has a Spartan. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's oh. ten Fire Drakes and multiple so, like, characters and a Spartan, and not much else. Oh, so, like, Pride of the Legion kind of thing? I think so. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. I like the idea of taking low model count uh, stuff down, because it's kind of tough to fly with a lot of these armies. Yeah, yeah if you're yeah. traveling, if you're traveling, Pride of the Legion is not a bad way to go. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to is maybe doing... Uh, I gotta, I'm not going to play my Elder next year. Mm. Um, he says that now, but when the crunch comes, he doesn't have his other army painted. Space Clowns! Oh, yeah. oh, which is next week's episode. More 40k? Coming at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we'll, have, we'll probably take a, a week or our next podcast off 40k, and then we'll cover Space Clowns. I still gotta buy and play with him a little bit, get some yeah. first impressions. He's gotta get some research done. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get lots of research done. <laughs> and I've already, I've already played with some drop zone. And you gotta paint, gotta paint some, some drop zone. I have played with a troop already. I thought about bringing my Harlequins down to uh, to Vegas because the rules would have been out day of. I could have downloaded them on an iPad and been like, here we go, Friday morning. <laughs> Never played with this before. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably for the best that you didn't. You nope. seem to have done okay. I seemed to do, uh, you did okay. Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. So. I think that covers this week's episode, my rant on the LVO. And a little bit of other things that you guys talked about that was unimportant. <laughs> that sounds so, Dan, it's, it's your time at the end of the episode to talk about some Battletech. I talked about Battletech in the beginning. No. <laughs> all right, well, I guess that covers it then. If you're done with Battletech, we're all done. There's, there's really not a lot of new content in the Battletech universe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Yeah, not, not a lot of new developments going on Have there. you read the Battletech books? God, no. Okay, we are actually talking about Battletech, so as always, (laughs) signing off, I'm Steve. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. And I'm Mike. And keep playing in tournaments like the LBO. And paint your fucking models. There you go. I don't want to say it. That's Kong's. That's Kong's.